Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> you can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. No one had to tell me about the difference between the way my mother could say my name. I knew that when she said, Mark, come here, please, that such a politely delivered invitation was to nothing but some well-earned reckoning. And yet there was a magical phrase spoken like some kind of angelic intervention, a miraculous combination of four English words spoken in this precise sequence. You aren't in trouble. I'm not engaging in revisionist history to say that I heard it a handful of times in my life. One doesn't forget those moments. It feels like the split second after your wheelbarrow empties the compost into its destined spot. Relief, unloading, release, a weight off and thrown. I had to say it aloud to my son just this week. The miraculous, you aren't in trouble. But my, you aren't in trouble, came out equally as apologetic as it was self-perplexed. I don't know why the words, Cade, come here, came out with such an accusatory tone, but when I heard him dump his wheelbarrow of panic in the hallway between his room and mine with a heavy and relieved, oh, I knew my assurance was angelically received by his worried heart. I think so long as they are delivered genuinely, the words, you aren't in trouble, are some of the sweetest sounds to fall from another's heart into ours. The other time someone said to me, you aren't in trouble, was when I had made a rather common and non-catastrophic mistake and was being really hard on myself. The, hey, Mark, you aren't in trouble. Let's work on this together. Moments are equally as healing and infused with compassion. I don't think it's fair that I had to contend with two invisible white bearded men watching over my behavior as a child. I was reminded of the first each Christmas when we sang, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. The other white bearded man I was told was watching too. I was told as a teen that when I arrived at the gates of heaven, that I'd have to review my record, that all the times I decided to sip alcohol before I was 21, 
or all the times I said the F word would be recorded there in the great book of Mark Pratt Russom's sins. All the times I got into trouble with God, all the things that made God really angry at me. And then at the end, I'd wait to see if I had truly given over my heart and life to Jesus, the only person that could expunge my record. I had to see if Jesus would pick up the phone and vouch for me. And so long as I was a good Christian, and I did my best to be good, I'd get my record stamped with a blood red saved, and I'd go right on in. So for at least the first 11 years of my life, I had the two white bearded dudes soaring over the battlefield of life and its endless confrontations with temptations. And each time I won, I'd look skyward for their fatherly approval. I suspect I'm not alone, even if we've had varying religious pasts, of the constantly haunting sense of being in trouble. After all, what appears to hold almost all of our human systems together is the threat of punishment. Fines, imprisonment, probation, but also social isolation, abandonment, withholding love, and eternal punishment await us should we find ourselves in trouble. It sure feels like we are always in trouble or on the verge of it. Some of you know I'm not the best at following up. I'm not really good at staying on top of things. You wouldn't believe the things I say to myself about this. The internal voice is terrible and crushing, unbelievably accusatory and wildly creative. When an email to someone goes unanswered for too long, that person takes up residence in my mind and they take one step closer to me every five minutes. They start full of grace. Surely they understand. I'm overwhelmed. Then they become a little concerned about me. Then after long enough, perturbed, then full-on anger, then slowly despondent and on the verge of giving up on me. Assuming they haven't given up on me yet, the next time I see them, I'll fall to the ground and beg their forgiveness often as they laugh at such absurd flailing about nothing. The creative and ever-present voice of, you're going to get in trouble, creates in me a constantly apologetic posture, a low sense of self-worth and self-esteem, and a much more dire picture of my relationships with others than actually exist. And for me... I need to see that at the root of that is a lack of true experience with grace. Because, well, that was another word we sang a lot growing up in the church. Supposedly, grace is amazing. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved, uh, you know, the rest. It has sure felt that the only reason I thought grace was amazing was because I was given something I didn't deserve. As such a depraved and sinful human. We sang of Christ the Savior being born last week, which to evangelically primed ears is a direct connection to what awaits that baby in his future. 
with crosses and crowns of thorns and all. And yet it seems like the grace Jesus was talking about had far more to do with releasing death, violence, retribution, and punishment from our hearts and the collective heart of humanity in order to see and experience the possibility of true love and justice in the world. Spiritual work I have found has been about having a profound conversation with my heart about its motives and the way I can become more enlightened and aligned with that of God within me. This is a far different place to step out into action from when compared to the worry of, will either of the white bearded invisible dudes be mad at me if I did this? I've been paying attention to when I'm feeling the energy of I'm in trouble with someone or something and the way I act out of that worry, the way I talk to myself about who I am or the way my future will unfold. Is that the voice of God? Is that the voice of unspeakable grace and love? In the gospel of Luke, Jesus says, when you hold a lunch or dinner, Invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you. I'm not sure we've had that many truly grace-filled moments in our lives, in a world built on retribution or the threat of it, but I know that I'm going to hear God saying to me over and over again in the most sincere voice, you, Mark, my beloved, you aren't in trouble. And pay attention to the precise moment, the weight of God I've been carrying around in a wobbly wheelbarrow finally gets dumped to notice the release and note it as a future clue of God's presence. Here are some queries for open worship. Here, I'm going to bring up a slide for you. How do you carry a sense of being in trouble? How much does worry about being in trouble dominate your inner dialogue? How have you received or offered grace? How did it change your heart? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.